Welcome to our second podcast titled Champions of Hope and Leadership. I am Ben Kirby, Superintendent of Lake Orion Community Schools. The inspiration for this podcast comes from the amazing people that have shaped me, inspired me, and given me hope as I have navigated my career as an educator. And more importantly, the people who I have witnessed be champions of hope and leadership for the tens of thousands of students and adults that I have crossed paths with throughout my life. Today we have a real champion of hope, and we have Mr. Scott Taylor. And Scott Taylor is a Lake Orion grad, a proud one at that. Um, he's been a school board member uh, for over nine years, and that's really how I uh, first met Scott. Uh, he's also the owner of Sick Pizza. He's a proud father of two dragons, uh, Evelyn and Natalie. And Scott was named the Lake Orion's Citizen of the Year in 2022. He's been a champion of hope for many across the community and our neighboring community of Oxford. So, Mr. Taylor, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for asking, Ben. It's great to be here. All right. Awesome. So, Citizen of the Year, yes. 2022. Tell us what it uh, was like to be named the Citizen of the Year for the community that you're so proud of. Um, it was kind of funny because I'm not really a uh, spotlight kind of guy. Um, the Lake Orion Parade Group, which I've been a part of for for years as far as participating in the parades and things in downtown Orion, uh, where we have a lighted parade. It's the largest lighted parade, I believe, in Michigan. Um, that group names a citizen of the year every year that you ride in a nice car at the front of the parade. And, you right. know, I just never thought much of it. And uh, Bill Kokonos, which is, he's a, he's a professional volunteer in Lake Orion and an awesome guy and the head of the parade group, he walked into the pizzeria one day and said, um, we, uh, what are you doing on the first Saturday of, of uh, December? And this was in September, I believe. <laughs> and I said, Bill, I, I don't have any idea. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So um, as far as, you know, being a business owner and things. So uh, he said, well, the parade group has nominated you as the citizen of the year. And I said, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. What does that entail? And he said, well, I just want to tell you that normally it's a fight and we have four different people that are nominated and we're going through it. And uh, we sat down at our meeting and said, all right, we need a citizen of the year. And three people at the same time said Scott Taylor. So I was uh, I was honored by that. I thought it was awesome. I didn't think it was necessary, but um, I took it. It was a great opportunity to uh, my wife and daughters and I all got to ride in the parade and, and be recognized. It was great. It was a, it was a very nice honor. Yeah, that's fantastic. And yes, you're a man of uh, humility for sure. Uh, but I am going to push you a little bit to talk about what uh, were some of those things that you think that uh, made people recognize you as the citizen of the year. So um, after the tragedy in Oxford, we, my partner, Tom Bailey, who's also an Orient guy, um, we had decided that we were going to do something um, because many people couldn't do anything to necessarily help the pain or, or anything. You know, we were all in shock, obviously. Right. My shop is right there in downtown Oxford. So, um, you know, I watched 150 police cars driving by and, uh, you know, it was, it was life changing for sure. And um, so we decided that we were going to give pizzas away and that we would put buckets on our counter and we would collect money and that was all gonna go to the victims. And at that point, we didn't even know how many victims there were, but we just knew we had to do something and we had to act. So not really thinking it through that well, um, I, I 
didn't have enough food to, well, we had just gotten food for the week. So I, I said, you know, we, we can make a lot of pizzas and, and give them away and we can probably, you know, raise 20 or 25 grand to be able to give to the, you know, to the victims. Mm-hmm. And um, then it was really kind of a miracle. You know, I'm a religious dude, but um, I, I reached out to WCSX uh, radio and Big Jim there, the, the radio host. He was, I just said, you know, hey, call me. I, I think I need some things as far as doing this, being able to do this benefit. So he put me right on the air because we needed more flour, we needed more boxes, we needed more cheese because I couldn't even buy it at that point because um, it's more of a plant, you know, it's you order the week before for, sure. for what you right. have that week. So I am going to get to the point, really. But no, just, you're, you're doing great. I think it's important. So um, we ended up, we started on Thursday. So we were open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from noon to 8. And we ended up giving away 2,300 pizzas, and we raised $102,000, which obviously all I did was make the pizzas and get people there. But um, the fact that and the generosity of people was was utterly amazing, and we were able to cut um, each victim a $9,400 check or, or whatever the math came out to. So um, we were very recognized on the news and things like that, which obviously, again, that wasn't our intention. Right. But I think that um, the the help that we were able to, to give and the comfort, um, one of the victim's dads came in, and it was one of the victims that perished, and uh, he said, I, this was a, a month later. He said, I haven't been able, I'm a sales guy and I haven't been able to work in 30 days and you paid my house payment, you know, and you're going to pay my house payment for four months. He said, you just, you don't understand. So um, the one thing that I was not ready for is the giving the checks to people and all those people coming in and, and meeting them. Right. Um, How much it impacted them. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was powerful. And yeah. Um, a couple times my kids were there and they had the opportunity and it was, I mean, it was, it was life-changing. I know I keep saying that, but, um, I don't know how else to, you know, it's literally tingly goosebumps every time I talk about it because it was, um, a tragedy that's really, I mean, it'll always be a tragedy and it will always be the most horrible thing, but the fact that some positives came out of it and, um, I think a lot of kids and adults uh, learned a lot that day and learned a lot over that month and still. Yeah, life-changing it is. And, um, you know, congratulations to you. Big big Jim and Big Scott got together and got some product. And next thing you know, you got uh, assistance for for many in need. And um, so I think you said Tom, one of your business partners, uh, was was, uh, helpful in that. Who else had a hand in to make that many pizzas, it wasn't uh, you and Tom. There was a number of people that probably volunteered a lot of time. So um, it was one of those things where everybody, there was a hundred people that wanted to be involved, if Mm -hmm. not a couple hundred, because people were reaching out. And so we stopped selling our regular food, but the phone kept ringing. And a lot of times, so I had to have a person answering the phone just to explain that we weren't open. We did have pizzas. You could come in and get as many pizzas as you needed. Um, it was for a donation. If you didn't have anything to donate, that was okay. Um, my wife was a huge role because I kept having these piles of kids come in from, from little kids to teenagers. Right. 
Um, I have a small kitchen. It's, you know, probably the kitchen's about 1,200 square feet. And by the time you fill it up with restaurant equipment, that's not very big. Right. So um, at one point, I had, um, like, the Sitka family. They have four girls and then the parents. You know, all six of them are standing at the pizza bar making pizzas. And um, the the big thing was all these little kids that couldn't necessarily be in the kitchen because of safety. And I just, I looked at my wife and I said, do not send these kids away, but find something for them to do. Right. And so we ended up with a huge roll of paper and they were making signs and they were out on oh, the great. street with, with free pizza. Um, we taught five-year-olds how to fold boxes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really amazing. I mean, um, at all times there was at least 20 people in there. We got to the point where we were making, so all we did was small round pizzas. And um, the way our dough is, you can't put, you can't spin a pizza onto a hot pan. Okay. So I literally had three people that all they were doing was cooling pans off because I only had 40 pans. So we would spin them out, start cooking them. And then, you know, it's a conveyor oven. So, you know, they're coming out two to three at a time. And they had a whole assembly line of getting those, dunking them in water, sterilizing them, throwing them in the freezer. I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. Right. Um, then I, you know, I, at one point, I believe it was on Saturday, uh, I came up front and Tom was up there and I said, I think this is going to be it because we're out of cheese. And, you know, we had bought every bag of cheese we could find at Gordon's and people were bringing us cheese. And um, I, had, I had stepped out for a little while and I came back in and I walked in the walk-in and there was a pile of cheese as tall as me <laughs> and it was from Costco. Oh, awesome. So it was like not bought at Costco, like the pizza people at Costco okay. brought it. So it was, it was such a huge community effort from all of Detroit, really. Right. Um, yeah. We had people calling from all over the country, um, donating money on Venmo. Uh, we had one lady that was out of Kentucky that wanted to buy candy for all the kids. So she sent 150 bucks of candy. And so, you know, every kid's got a sucker in his mouth, which is not right. very good for right. the health department. But um, it was, it was again, it was life-changing. And people would, you know, were texting me and like, hey, how's it going? And I just kept, my only answer to anybody was, come on up, come on up, come on up. Because right. I really, once I started to feel what was going on there, I really wanted all my friends to feel it too. Right. And they were all there. Like, you right. know, my, my, Nate Butkey was huge. Nate and Missy and Marin and Gabby, they were there the whole time. Um, Steve Wandry, Matt Wandry, um, Steve never left. He was constantly doing uh, Facebook Lives. Nice. We had a guy that, um, Big Jim called me and said, hey, there's a guy that's got a load of cookies that he wants to donate. And I'm thinking, all right, a load of cookies he's got to pick up or right. a U-Haul or something. Right. This guy had a 53-foot tractor trailer full of chocolate chip cookies. Wow. And so they started unloading them, and my whole hallway, which is probably, you know, 100 feet long, was packed with cookies. And finally, I had to walk out there and said, dude, there's nowhere else to put cookies, because I knew that in a day or two, when the dust had settled, mm -hmm. I was going to have to throw all these cookies in a dumpster. Right. So literally, Steve Wandry took my daughter, Evelyn, with the trucker over to the Legacy Center, and they unloaded them there where all the kids were hanging oh, out. Oh, great and idea. And they, they ate them. So, I mean, just, just things like that and, and all, the, all the hands that, that made for light work was awesome. That is, that is awesome, and thank you for explaining that. And so many people had a part in that. 
Um, you talk about champions of hope. You were a champion of hope for not only people of Oxford that uh, experienced the tragedy, but those that you brought in to help, uh, you know, ease some of that pain and, and soften some of that. But if I put some value on you as a as a human, I probably would say a, you're a billion dollar man. But there's been a couple of activities that you've been involved with that you've been able to generate hundred thousand dollars to to make an impact. And so you just talked about the work that you did around the, the pizza and the community of Oxford, but you also in your past have uh, some work that you did around a, a baseball field, correct? Yes. Where you generated significant funds. Yes, Can you tell us a little bit about that and who, sure. who benefited from that? So that was, um, Chris Barnett's a good friend of mine, the, the our township supervisor. And this was probably six or seven years ago, and he was really trying to get a, a solid service baseball field built at Friendship Park for our friends that um, have special needs or in wheelchairs so that everybody could play baseball. Right. Um, he had seen this um, in another community and thought, we really need to do this. So he got some prices and, and said, you know, this is what it's going to cost, and I believe it was $200,000 to just build the field and a fence um, in our park. So we were uh, having dinner and discussing something else, and he was kind of down. I was like, dude, what's up? And he said, you know, I we did this um, grassroots campaign that's all, like, via text message and, you know, where people are supposed to give money. And he's like, we've raised, like, 20 grand. He's like, it's just not going to work. Like, I don't have the money in the budget. I'm not going to raise taxes so we can do this. It was really something I thought we could raise money for. Excuse me. So I said, um, well, let's think this through a little bit. So we ended up the next week, we took, I had a motorhome at the time, an old beat up motorhome, and we went camped out in the, on the edge of the property and we literally took our phones and called everybody we knew and said, we are not leaving here until we raise $100,000. And, you know, a lot of people were like, you're crazy. You know, there's no it's a way. Big number, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we did, that's when Facebook was really, really picking up and especially commercially. At that time, I was working for um, and with Lake Orion Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, and they um, were super supportive. He gave me a big, the owner there, Greg, gave me a big chunk of money to start. And we stayed out there for 24 hours and burned wood, and people brought us money. and. Uh, food and everything else, and we were able to do it. Um, fortunately, Easter Seals picked up on what we were doing, and the facility turned into a you know million and a half dollar facility. That's you know the gorgeous one that's out there it today. Is. It is beautiful. So we just kind of laid the groundwork because what we were going to build was basically a, a diamond shaped tennis court, right, with with bases on it and and make it as cool as we could, but they have literally built it into a, it looks like a small Fenway. So um, that was just something I, I think that um, one of my gifts is to be able to encourage people. And I, I believe that the best way to encourage somebody is to work with them. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can talk all you want to people, but if you're willing to roll up your sleeves and get in there, um, you know, we both had thousand contacts in our phone and we both had 1500 Facebook friends right. and we hit every one of them up yeah. and you know I bet we got a good 30 40 percent of our friends so that's great um, well and an, yeah. an encourager you are that is for sure and you definitely are making a difference and that is something that continues to make a difference uh, every summer every spring where the uh, kids are able to 
participate and compete, and that's awesome. And one of the ways that I met you was as a as a board member, and uh, you know during that responsibility that you have, you donate a significant amount of time each year. What what drives you to do this volunteer work uh, as a board member? So I got on the board. Uh, it was two thousand. 14, I believe. Okay. Um, one of the board members had to step down because she got a job with our accounting firm that the district uses. And a friend of mine, I was, um, I was highly, uh, I was in the PTO big time at, at stadium where my daughters went. And I was always the only guy there. Um, but I always had a flexible schedule to where I could be there. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big complainer, so if I see something that I don't necessarily like, I figure out what I can do to try to institute change or try to assist with any skills that I have. And it seemed like going to the PTO meetings was the way to go. So I met some very uh, great people there and started you know, really getting to be friends with the teachers and the staff there. And one of the staff members actually said, hey, there's an open board position. I think you would be good at it. So there was a um, nine people did a uh, applied for the position, mm -hmm. and uh, I was I was chosen. So, nice. I um, once I did it, I, I thought, well, this is a good opportunity because it was a two year gig. So I said, I'll do it for two years, and then if I really like it, you know, I'll run. And I and I loved it. Um, I think that when you get a a great cross section of the community that's overseeing such such an important role. In my mind, the most important thing in a community is the schools. And we had a great cross section of people and we really were able to, you know, keep Lake Orion awesome and make it even more awesome. Um, during our time, we were able to pass a bond, pass a sinking fund, hire a new superintendent, um, which we did okay with that. and. Uh, you know, so only time will tell. Right? Only time will tell. It's still <laughs> early, but um, I I do it because I think that it's it's so important, and um, a lot of people put their faith in me. I'm I'm usually the the, the number one vote getter, which always amazes me. But um, you know, I've been here my whole life. I literally bought my parents' house. Right. I moved across the hallway um, from the little room to the big room. Big so steps, big steps. yeah, no doubt. So. Um, I, I just I'm embedded in this community and and I, I'm sure some of my blood is green, but um, I'm quite sure it is and and I think you even have a license plate that identifies. Uh, that yeah, my license plate is, is LO Dragon. So right. if that's me and I cut you off, it was probably my kid <laughs> driving. Yeah, and so you, I mean, there's a commitment there for you to uh, have that license plate, but that's awesome. Uh, you definitely are a difference maker. There's no question about that. And you talk about getting a lot of votes. So you talk about all the people that you've impacted. It's pretty clear to me why uh, people support you and and follow you. And you are a great leader uh, on our board as well. Um, have you had some people in your life that uh, that you've experienced that were real difference makers uh, in shaping who you are today? As we kind of close things up here, certainly. Uh I was I was thinking about this, and it would be my dad. Um, and this year marks uh, my dad has been gone longer than I was with him. So okay. he died when I was 24. I just turned 48. Wow. But okay. uh, he was an electrician. He worked in a plant in Detroit. He was a true man of God. That uh, he was always the head trustee at church. So um, there was the deacons that took care of the spiritual, and there was the trustees that took care of the building and, and paying everybody. And he was usually the chairman of the board and just a 
just a great guy. He was Bucky Taylor. He went to uh, the Cirque for he gra- he was the first year that graduated from the Cirque. Okay. So he graduated in '61 from Orion. He moved here when he was four. His parents moved out here from Detroit and bought a, ho- a hobby farm, which is actually the same land that I still live on. Great. Um, the guy worked seven days a week to give us what we had, and uh, he was he was a true servant leader that um, I can remember at his funeral. You know, it sucks that sometimes you learn more about somebody when they're dead than when they're alive. But yeah, uh, his funeral was three hours long because they opened up the mic and let people talk and nobody would sit down. And literally it felt like it was 20 minutes, and it was it was one of the most amazing days just to hear what people had to say about this guy that worked in a shop, right? Right. And, um, and how much they had learned and, and how much uh, he had impacted them. And I think that every day I just I try to, try to make him proud. So. Yeah, well, that's really powerful, and he definitely has made a difference in you. I know you, you talk a lot about your daughters and your family and, and uh, what your core values are, and that comes, uh, comes through often. So... So our guest today is married to Jennifer, who is an educator uh, in Lapeer, and together they have two daughters, Evelyn and Natalie, and we thank them for sharing Mr. Scott Taylor with us uh, and the community. We've all benefited uh, 10 times over, it feels like. Uh, We look forward to bringing another guest next month. It'll be somebody uh, from within Lake Orion Community Schools and uh, likely the high school. We look forward to uh, having a conversation to talk to yet another champion of hope like Mr. Taylor. Well, thank you for listening today. I challenge our listeners to be that champion of hope for somebody, anybody, and go Dragons.